0: Everybody to the You Heard It Here First podcast. I'm your host, Sammy DeYoung. Happy to be back hosting this week with my lovely co-host, Pastor Josh.
1: Oh, you how are me you? Lovely.
0: Have <laughs> ever called you lovely on I don't this before? Think you've
1: never called me lovely.
0: What do I normally say? Just my co-host?
1: I think I'm just your co-host. Just
0: my co-host. <laughs> Today you're lovely, I guess.
1: It's great to have you back. Thank
0: you. Thanks for filling in for me last
1: week. Yeah, you were not in Michigan.
0: No, I was in. Nevada.
1: Nevada. What (laughs) made you travel to Nevada?
0: The Jonas Brothers.
1: Oh, that's right. You were at a concert. Was it a good concert?
0: It was fantastic. Nice. They are great performers, and they sound really good live. Yeah. The
1: venue you described was really cool?
0: Yeah, it was very cool. A good time. We didn't do much like other than the concert. We went hiking during the day. Oh.
1: Any really cool sights?
0: Yes. We went to this... What was it called? Fire Valley. Oh yeah. And did a couple like connecting hikes in there. It was very cool. Nice. I don't know if you saw my pictures, but they were pretty cool. I'll have I show have you. not. I'll just show you because they look cool.
1: Had you been to Nevada before?
0: mm mm-hmm. I think that was my third time, maybe fourth. Nice. Yes, it was a good time. Thanks for asking. <laughs> How was your weekend?
1: My weekend was good. I had a friend from uh, my friend Ben from Chicago. He's the one who helped lead our Hebrews uh class or whatever that became the mm. sermon series mm-hmm. and uh, he was in town with his wife whitney so we had a lot of fun seeing them and
0: is ben one of you like your best friends i feel like i've heard the name ben a few times
1: well my brother is ben
0: oh maybe that's and what I'm so
1: thinking. is my friend ben
0: so you have three ben's
1: three or... ben's
0: well the way you just answered it made it sound like you have the first friend ben your brother ben and another ben that but might just...
1: have been what i said
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, my brother is Ben um, He's been in my life since 1987 hmm. uh, He lives in East Grand Rapids with his wife and um, two boys Nice And then my friend Ben Ribbons is a professor at Trinity
0: Ribbons, that's a fun last name
1: uh, Yep And uh, he lives in uh, the western suburbs with his wife mm. Whitney And they're two boys Nice so they were out for uh, a couple days, and uh, so that was fun. Nice. And then, of course, we had our sports weekend. Lots of games. Big
0: sports family.
1: Big sports family. It was good. Did they win? Uh, I think most of them. It's probably fifty-fifty.
0: I heard Evan had a soccer game. Was that his first? Evan one had a his season? second
1: indoor soccer game.
0: Okay. Is indoor soccer, you can use the walls, or is that a different kind of It depends
1: of... on the kind of field. Okay. The field we were on, no. Okay. The other field, yes.
0: Okay. Good to know.
1: So okay. you had your, uh, was it the second week in a row, third week in a row, talking in church?
0: Just second.
1: Second, but three of like four.
0: Three of like, I think five. I think Yeah, I think four. I think there's only one week in between. I think
1: if people who have been coming regularly... Come to church now and don't see you. They're gonna wonder what happened. So we well, maybe need to have this be a regular.
0: I'll be back in March.
1: Back in that's probably not. That's not like till
0: March 19. Two
1: weeks from now.
0: That's like three weeks away. Till
1: you did a nice job.
0: Thank you. I hope it made people want to come to the fundraiser because I think it's gonna be really fun.
1: Did some folks sign up on the paper sheet?
0: They did. That's great. It'll still be available this Sunday <clears throat> for those of you that want to still sign up.
1: Cool. We did talk a little bit about the fact that um, you read, and then Jason sort of went off the
0: mm-hmm.
1: reservation.
0: Jason like wings it, but he always thinks about it first. Yeah. Like he had an idea of what he was going to say.
1: But you had mentioned that you had thought about maybe not using notes.
0: Yeah, or just less scripted.
1: Why do you? We'll uh, why do you? Why do you write it down?
0: Because I forget. Otherwise, oh. what I was going to say.
1: Like thinking through it isn't a close I can't enough process. Or... Think on the spot. Okay.
0: But maybe I can. I've just always written it down. So maybe I'll. If you
1: had like an outline that said, welcome.
0: I know. That's what I've like Story. thought about doing. But then I'll think well, sign up sheet. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> just never know what i meant when i wrote it down Well, there are I'll times
1: there are times where i'm you know in the middle of the sermon and i have something circled and mm-hmm. i look at it and i think i don't remember what that means yeah that's so what then i have to like skim it so if, if i'm if you ever see me standing behind the pulpit and like actually looking at my paper it's because mm-hmm. i'm trying to figure out what my note i feel like means. i've never
0: seen you do that
1: well i try to hide it because yeah
0: <clears throat> i'm also normally like
1: not paying attention. No,
0: I'm looking at my Bible or I'm <laughs> writing something down. I feel like I don't look up as much during. The
1: no. Times. No. You take notes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, I used to uh, when I started preaching, I used to have a manuscript and I would read it.
0: Like you just stand there and read it. I
1: would stand there and read it. I try to, you know, move a little bit more. Yeah. But, um, when I was learning and um, after <clears throat> yeah, a couple of months. Try to be less stuck, yeah, or less limited, I should say. Not stuck, that's the wrong idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, limited by that, and um, yeah, I felt freer and freer as the years have gone on to just yeah, yeah keep the outline in my head, keep notes. I still go up there with a, a sheet of paper, mm-hmm. um, two sheets of paper, but
0: yeah, that's okay. I think I'm just a good writer. Hmm. But not always a good speaker. So I'm trying to connect the two.
1: Do you ever practice what you're going to say? I probably should. I mean, because that's one of the things that I do. Like on Sunday morning, if you were to show up at 630, you would see me walking around the worship center preaching the sermon. Mm
0: -hmm. Maybe I should do that. I normally read it in my head a few times before, Mm. but it is nice to hear it. It sounds very different out loud. I do that with the morning devotions I do on Tuesdays with the high schoolers. I read that out loud the night before at home.
1: To make sure you know all the words. Most of the time.
0: I didn't this morning and I was stuttering through that. (laughs) It was rough.
1: Maybe it's because you had too much coffee. I don't know. What was the morning uh, devotions theme? Mm. I'm sorry. Put me
0: on the spot. I should know what it is because I just read it.
1: That's all right. It was
0: something.
1: This is your your south group or your high school group.
0: Yeah juniors and seniors
1: juniors and seniors yeah. okay any non-south students come
0: um sometimes okay. we only have one non-south mm-hmm. student and if she can make it great
1: nice how many were there this morning
0: it was a small group only seven
1: mm. but you... they had
0: no school yesterday so it kind of feels like a monday to them oh yeah so
1: and you normally make breakfast
0: yeah i didn't really make it this time i brought yogurt and strawberries and granola and donuts okay. do you know what today is
1: today is the 21st um, It's a Tuesday. It's the Tuesday, of the 21st. I don't know. You don't know
0: that it's Fat Tuesday?
1: Oh, yeah. The Pachki. Punchki. Punchki? Yeah. There's no N.
0: I know, but that's how it's pronounced. I worked at a bakery for seven years. I should know. Psh. Okay. So I brought some Punchkis this morning.
1: Nice. You. So that was Not fun. to work, though. To share with well, your I, favorite staff people. I
0: should have, I guess, but I gave the donuts. I had to leave quick oh, you this call morning. Them donuts, not well, It was both. It was some donuts <laughs> and some poonchkis, but I gave them to Alex <laughs> to give to his friends because I had to leave okay. quick this morning.
1: Nice. What's your yeah. fla- uh, favorite flavor of keys? They only
0: have two where oh. I worked, and I think I liked both. They just had cream and ra- raspberry, I think.
1: Raspberry? Okay. I
0: like both. Probably the cream better.
1: I don't know if I've ever celebrated Fat Tuesday before.
0: I don't think I would have if I didn't know, if I didn't work at the bakery. I don't think I celebrated it. I just gave a lot of people poonskis in high school. Poonski. You know how to spell it?
1: Yeah, it's P-A-T-S-C-K-I.
0: Oh, I spelled it wrong to the kids this I morning. think. that You're correct. Am I? Yeah.
1: Sweet. That's correct. Punch key. Yes. I funny. get to go to the next round of the spelling bee.
0: I was terrible at spelling bee. <laughs> not spelling <it. laughs>
1: so yeah we've got uh kind of a unique interview today
0: yes i'm excited to see where it goes i've been telling him he needs to be on it for a long time who ago. is
1: this him this
0: him is our diaconal coordinator mark friesman oh I love mark he's kind of already been on the podcast before just a little he's blurred. giving some
1: updates Yeah, yeah
0: but it's his time for a full interview so i'm excited to talk with mark
1: mark is uh just a wonderful soul of a man i
0: i would so generous and gracious
1: and thoughtful and yes um robin too they're just a wonderful yes wonderful couple
0: yes i'm excited to chat with him nice i think that's all we have
1: all right well stay tuned
0: All right, Mark Vriesman. welcome back to the podcast. How do you feel about being here today? Just
2: great. I'm so happy to be here.
0: <laughs> Mark gets so excited about the podcast. If you can't tell, we're being a little bit sarcastic. <laughs> but <clears throat> I'm glad that you took the time today on this kind of potentially dangerous road day. Hopefully we all make your home safe later today. It's supposed to be
2: icy. Yeah, they're probably going to be wrong on that we probably won't get any ice and we'll wonder how come they canceled all the schools and yeah stuff. they canceled
0: the schools at like what six o'clock yesterday yeah early anyway we have you on today to talk a little bit about your job here because this is kind of an unfamiliar job to people i think the diaconal coordinator okay how long well we'll get to that but before we get to that let's take some time to get to know you tell us a little bit about yourself family hobbies
2: work history Um, I've been married 49 years to Robin and uh, we have two boys and we have 10 grandkids and, uh, we used to, we grew up in Muskegon area, but our grand, our kids moved to Grand Rapids. So we followed them to be by them and our grandkids. Hobbies. I'm not sure if this is a hobby, but this is what I enjoy doing. We have a cottage up at Silver Lake where they have the sand dunes and the dune rides and we have a dune truck that uh, can go in the dunes, carry up to eight people. And uh, that's something that gives us a lot of enjoyment. Uh, We feel very fortunate to have that Mm -hmm. cottage. And so we try to share it with people that might not necessarily have the opportunity to Go to the cottage and enjoy the dunes, and go in the truck, and go in our pontoon boat across the lake to the tall sand dunes. So nice! Um, I know you're familiar with that area. Yes, I love uh, Silver Lake. So um, that's sort of what my hobby is.
0: Mm-hmm. How long have you guys had that cottage?
2: I think this is our about our eighth year. Okay, we've had it.
0: Nice. What made you pick Silver Lake? Have you always liked the dunes and those kinds of trucks and stuff?
2: Well, that's an interesting question. Uh- When I was uh, in the fifth grade, my best friend moved to Silver Lake and uh, he had a house there and he introduced me Mm -hmm. to Silver Lake and um, it was a magical place to me Yeah, with those dunes and the uh, trucks and uh, it's just amazing.
0: Yeah, it's a fun place especially in the summertime yes. the rest of the year not so much to do up there no, it's, but
2: there's nobody there right yeah now.
0: it's kind yeah. of a ghost town in the winter time it's all grace adventures staff in the winter and that's it yeah <laughs> um great very fun so right now you work here what has been some of your work history in the past
2: well i first started working in a grocery store okay and if uh You're an older person. Um, You might remember Eberhard's grocery stores. And uh, so I started working there and I worked there for 21 years. Wow! And then uh, I decided to go back to school and I got an MSW. And so then I worked at Catholic Social Services in Muskegon. And uh, there I did counseling, Mm. uh, individual, uh, marital, um, did uh, groups, I did domestic violence groups for men. Mm. I did criminal sexual conducts groups. I, uh, co-led groups for, uh, girls that had been sexually abused. Mm. Um, did parenting groups. Uh, so I did a little bit, I did a lot of things there, but I worked as a social worker for 22 years Okay. and the last two years I worked for hospice as a social worker at hospice.
0: Nice. Is there any job that you liked the most
2: Um, at Catholic social services? Yeah. Well, I think there was, I really liked working at Catholic social services because Mm. it sort of goes along with what I'm doing here. Um, Mm -hmm. We provided counseling for individuals that didn't have insurance. Okay. So if someone didn't have insurance, they would send them to Catholic social services. We had a sliding fee scale. And we were able to provide counseling for Mm. many people that never would have had counseling, uh, been able to have counseling um, then. So um, it just felt like I was able to do something important to help people that uh, Mm -hmm. wouldn't normally be able to do something like that.
0: Yeah. And it sounds like you had a wide range of people you got to meet and different types of things to help them work through.
2: Right. And I didn't do all those things all at the same time in 20 years. It just mm-hmm. uh, sort of evolved into mm. one thing and then another thing and another thing. So, yeah, I was able to uh, do all that wide range of things over the 20 years that I was there.
0: Yeah. Very cool. And then now you're here at First Colorville, How long have you and Robin been members here?
2: We have been members here, I think seven or eight years. Okay. We we came to we we grew up in Muskegon mm-hmm. and um I'd gone to a church there for 50 years. Wow. And then we moved here to be closer to our kids and grandkids. Mm-hmm. And um we decided to I mean there's a lot of Christian Reformed churches in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. And so we went to three of them and we said, oh yeah, those are okay. We could probably go to one of those churches, but Mm -hmm. then we said, let's go to one more. We went to First Cutlerville and as soon as we walked into First Cutlerville, we said, this is the place for us. This felt Mm. like home. This felt like a place that we wanted to be. So Mm -hmm. we joined here.
0: Nice. I'm <laughs> sorry, you guys haven't been here that long. No. In the grand scheme
2: of things. In the grand scheme of things. Yeah, no.
0: not that long. And no. then they got you involved pretty quickly. You and Robin. What kind of ministries? Because I know Robin does some children's ministry. She does. How long has she been doing that?
2: Um, I don't. I think it was. I don't really know for sure. That's okay. Um, but but yeah, we uh we wanted to be a part of stuff, and mm-hmm. so um they elected me to be a deacon, and then um, I became an elder, and then I think I've been doing this job for three years. I think Pastor Josh started just before me, okay. and um, John Rosendahl was the deaconal coordinator for 12 years, I think, before me, Mm -hmm. and then he retired, and then I started.
0: Nice. Great. So I think that kind of introduces who you are. Can you kind of tell us what the diaconal coordinator
2: is well the diaconal coordinator is a position or a job that it I I wear a lot of different hats Mm -hmm. and so when people ask me that I I sort of say well they need to give me five minutes or so for me to tell them what it is but um, uh, I can actually say that um if someone has a benevolence need, whether it's in the church or whether it's in the community, mm-hmm. um, most of the time, not always, but most of the time they they come and talk to me and then I'll walk alongside of them and uh, we'll try to figure out what's going on and and then we'll uh, figure out a plan on how to proceed and, and uh, plan to uh, present their needs to the deacons if it's a uh, financial need and mm-hmm. um, try to help Uh, relieve um, that need with them. Mm -hmm. Um, If someone's looking for a resource in the community, um, I can be the person that they can talk to. Like if they have a housing need or a utility or a food or something like that, they can, they can come and talk to me. If, uh, If someone has a passion or an excitement that uh, really gets them excited about ministry Mm -hmm. they might come and talk to me and uh we'll sort of figure out a way to get them uh, hooked up to that kind of ministry and Mm -hmm. like someone had a real interest in helping people that have been sexually trafficked and so i went with this person and uh we found this agency in the area and uh that person came and talked to us at our church and i remember you being in the audience i that was day. in the
0: audience that day yes
2: yes and uh we are actually still attempting to try to help and work with that uh, person um but um there's other kinds of ministries too people are interested in helping people that are in prison
0: mm-hmm.
2: so we had Crossroads Prison Ministry with their art project here. And, uh, we, uh, have people that are interested in, um, they're sort of struggling with depression or an anxiety. And, uh, I'm talking to the Stevens ministry to see if it's possible to have some sort of educational type of thing where we can, um, invite people on a Wednesday night and, have them come and talk, listen to this. Um, certainly, we'd go to Pastor Josh and the elders about that first. But um, mm-hmm. so that's another part of what I do. And then something else that I'm on is that I'm quite passionate about myself. Is I'm on a committee. It's a classes wide committee for all of Grand Rapids South, mm-hmm. and the plan and the goal is to get all the churches in Grand Rapids classes South to work together to provide ministry that maybe uh, one church couldn't do, but maybe if we gathered all the churches together and we pooled all of our resources and stuff, we might be able to carry it off. And we're actually gonna have a first meeting on March 14th at Ideal Park at 12 o'clock. And we're inviting all the different churches, deacons groups mm-hmm. um, to, to participate and see if there's a way forward so that we can do ministry together.
0: Yeah. Very cool. So that hasn't started yet. That's starting up soon.
2: Well, we as a committee have been talking about Mm -hmm. how to get this going. Mm -hmm. And um, so the first meeting of all the different deacons is going to be the 14th. So I guess that's what you'd say would be the start date of Mm -hmm. trying to get this off the ground. Gotcha. Very cool.
0: Yes, it does sound like you wear a lot of different hats. How do people, because you mentioned that it's people within the church or people without, like outside of the church, can come to you with needs? How do people from outside the church know that this is a resource for them?
2: I think um, they, a lot of people will um, just call a whole bunch of different churches. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people might have called another church and they might, have been referred by that other church here. Mm. Um, they might've heard about our church from somebody that they know and uh, get, they were encouraged to call here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so there's different ways that uh, people, I think maybe once in a while volunteers in service, um, mm. will send somebody our way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get, calls from the community in different ways. Gotcha.
0: Very cool. Um backtracking a little bit. So being the diaconal coordinator, does that make you a deacon or do you just partner a
2: lot with the deacons? Well, I feel like I have a lots of jo- a lots of bosses, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so Pastor Josh is my boss. Uh-huh. And um ultimately the admin elders are my boss Mm -hmm. and um the deacons are my bosses too okay so i have probably the most contact with the deacons okay and um i go to pretty much all the deacons meetings when they have deacons meetings okay and i provide a report to the deacons okay and i uh will let them know all the various things that I've been doing that Mm -hmm. month so that they're aware of what's going on. Yeah. And, um, and if there is a benevolence request, um, I will present that to the deacons. Um, but I, I also have all of those deacons on an email so that I will be in regular contact with them, um, by email and they're, number of times where that's really helpful because i'm uh, sort of uh, needing their direction or their expertise or their Mm -hmm. thoughts and ideas and so i will send them an email and and they'll give me an idea of how to proceed and but i also have the ability to send them a text on my phone too and that seems to work even better sometimes (laughs) you know (laughs)
0: nice (laughs) So you just do a lot of connecting with them with the deacons.
2: I do a lot of connecting and um <clears throat> there are a lot of uh issues that that can come up. Mm-hmm. Um and uh so I will connect with them um about uh, benevolence, about the food truck, about uh different ministries that might be available or we're going to to do up in the upcoming um, months or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I don't want to be out there by myself and be a Lone Ranger. I really want to be connected with the Deacons so that yeah. they know what I'm doing and they can give me direction.
0: Yeah. Very cool. So can you kind of tell us what a typical week looks like for you? I know that could kind of be all over the place but on average what does your week look like
2: um i think that i uh don't have an average week (laughs) i can go in thinking i'm gonna be doing something and it ends up being something completely different i Mm -hmm. i had someone call me up this week, and say, you know, I don't understand why my taxes are so high. Mm. So, I said, "Well, bring your tax stuff in here, and let's see if we can figure it out." And, yeah. And so then I saw it, and I thought, "Well, I don't really know what to do here." And I saw Charlie in here, and Charlie directed me to talk to somebody else uh, who is knows about as, to be an assessing of property. And so I called that person and. So um, it uh, can be that, or it can be those things that I listed earlier about uh, what I might be doing in my job situation. Mm -hmm. But I will um, end up calling a number of people that maybe don't have a lot of uh, support people, don't have a very big social network, or, Mm -hmm. or maybe people that I know are struggling with depression Or anxiety, I might check in with them every once in a while. Or Mm -hmm. I do check in with them. And maybe people that uh, we have, we have a prayer, church prayer um, on Mondays at about 10 o'clock usually. Mm -hmm. And so we pray about certain people. And so I might call some of those people that we prayed about Mm -hmm. to see how they're doing. Um, So I do... Different things, yeah, on a different week, and um, usually I start out the week trying to figure out a plan, yeah, and um, and then go from there,
0: yeah, great. Um, is there some favorite parts to this job, things you really enjoy doing?
2: I actually think that I like the job as a whole because. Mm -hmm feels like you're doing God's work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, doing God's work is uh, important Mm -hmm. because just focusing in on yourself and doing your own stuff, it can be boring after a while. But if you are um, trying to help um, and walk alongside and uh, help be a service and servants to others mm-hmm. that's uh important yeah. and I find that uh, something that it doesn't drain me. It's something that I uh look forward to. Yeah. Because it gives me um something important to do.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Um one of the big things that you haven't really mentioned yet that is kind of what in your area is the food truck that we've been doing. Can you tell us, I think that's what you talked about last time you were on here with the food truck. But can you kind of remind us what the food truck is, how we got connected, and how the latest one went?
2: We got connected with the food truck. um, And I shouldn't be saying food truck because the Feeding America told me not to say that. So I'm supposed to say Feeding America of West Michigan. Okay. And it's a mobile food pantry type of a thing. Okay. But I usually... I do say food trucks sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the Deacons had an interest in it, um, a number of years ago and they mm-hmm. gave me permission to go forward. And, um, and I had gone to a church in Muskegon that had done the Feeding America truck. So I contacted them and, and Ideal Park Uh, Right down the street, they've done a Feeding America truck for, I think, 30 years. And so I volunteered down there Mm -hmm. for a while to get a sense of how that works. And uh, so we filled out the paperwork and we uh, got uh, permission from the deacons and they figured out a way to make it so that none of the monies that support the Feeding America mobile food pantry in our church come out of the general budget. Um, they've taken collections and um they took a collection at one Thanksgiving and the cadets took a collection and we had enough money for three years of feeding america um, mobile food pantries and our and so we're I think we're in the second year and we got enough for next year if the amount we pay stays the same so mm-hmm. um we've been doing it uh for two weeks Two years and uh, one time this year, and it seems like it's really quite a need for it. Yeah. This um, this past time we we had as more families than we've ever had before. We've actually had uh, ninety households that we served. Wow. In those households, there were a total of four hundred and ten individuals. Wow. And. Uh, There were also 65 senior citizens, 169 children, and 11 veterans. Wow. And it just seems to me like, I don't know if this is our niche now at First Cutlerville, but if you put the Feeding America truck with hand-to-hand, we are actually have this ministry of trying to help people that, have food insecurity and uh, mm-hmm. um and we always seem to have an enough volunteers even in the middle of winter time yeah and when i talk to the volunteers they seem to enjoy this this isn't a job that they feel like they have to do or an obligation mm-hmm. when they are done it's like it feels like we've gained energy and we've been able to serve yeah. god and be god's hands and feet and Yeah. So um, it uh, seems like it's become a part of who we are at First Cutlerville. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think it's uh, probably going to continue. And uh, Randy and Glenda Redburn and Peter Snyder are also um, the chairman or leaders of this. So Mm -hmm. it's not just me. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a. A uh, good program that uh, we get people who are from six years old into nineties. You wow. know, we've yeah. had Helen Skolton help, and we've had um, Roger Hondard help. You know, so nice. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a great way for multiple different age groups to get involved, and it does seem like our church is very interested in making sure that people are fed in the area with Hand to Hand and the mobile food pantry.
2: And I think with um, inflation the way it is and uh, things costing so much money,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I think it's something that's really needed mm-hmm. um, because uh, people don't necessarily have enough money to make ends meet nowadays. Yeah. And then if we have any food left, um, we we've I talked to Heidi Vanderland at Streams of Hope mm. and uh, Joan Dykema has a key And so (laughs) she and I, sometimes I will help her transport anything that's left over to streams of hope. And um, so nothing goes to waste.
0: Yeah, that's pretty incredible that we have almost 400 people go through or over 400 people go through the line and there's still food left over.
2: You know, talking about that this last time, see, we are in a category of supposedly getting food for 50 to 75 people. and we have never gone over 75 except this year this last time Mm -hmm. and they actually gave us enough food for 96 families and Mm -hmm. if they hadn't done that we would have run out of food yeah and so i'm so thankful that they they must know that the trend is to go up so they went up on us and we had enough food for six families left over and that was so scary that I really did not want to have to send people away who yeah. needed food and was saying, I'm sorry, we don't have any more food. So I I kept praying that the Lord would keep filling up the jar so that we yeah. would run out, you know? Yeah. And uh, and I went and took the signs down, but we actually had enough food, which was, which was good. So we might have to go up a category um, from 75 to 110 yeah. this next time if, yeah. if the trend continues with yeah. how many people need food
0: because has it been more and more every time you've ha- held it here
2: it on a general average it has gone upward okay I think it leveled out and flattened out one one two times in a row okay but for the most part it's just been going up
0: well wow. and you don't do a ton of advertising for that do you
2: we do do some advertising, um, and we don't even do all of the advertising. If if okay. someone calls two one one and they say, you know, I'm out of food, I need some food, they have a list of the different places that the mobile food pantry is going to be there that week. Gotcha. So we will be on their their list. And Feeding America, you can go on their website and it'll say where they're going to be delivering gotcha. food. And we also have it on our sign, our electronic sign. Mm -hmm. And I put a sign out in front of the church saying uh, Feeding America Food Pantry here Saturday at 10 o'clock Yeah, starting um, the Sunday before. So it's up there the whole week. Okay. And also I have some flyers that I send about us hosting the Feeding America truck here to about 15 different places. Apartment complexes and uh, mobile home parks around the area. Mm -hmm. So there is some. So
0: you cover (laughs) your bases with advertisement. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Very cool. Well, it sounds like a great ministry that we've been able to do the last couple of years. Um, But I think that's all the questions I had for you, unless we missed anything. Can you think of anything else you wanted to mention?
2: Nope.
0: Nope. I think we covered it all. That wasn't too bad, was it?
2: um well i won't listen to it to see how it <laughs> went but I, it that's wasn't... okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> you gonna sit in a comfy chair for
2: half an hour that's all yeah and just go. have
0: a chat well thank you again mark for taking the time and thank you for everything that you do for first Cutlerville and the community around it
2: well thank you sammy for all that you do you do a lot that people don't know about thank you yes no problem
0: have a good rest of your day
2: you too thanks